Okay, here I'm getting ready to rock. We're at the Hammerfest, and I've got the honour of meeting the artist, Rodney Matthews. How are you? I'm okay, thank you very much, sir. Great. And, um, you know, I must remind people some of the artwork you've done over the years. You've done artwork for bands like Magnum, yeah. Eloy, Tigers, Pang Tang, Flame yeah. Madness. Yeah. The list is endless. You've got Name a better, some others. better memory than me, yeah. <laughs> uh, Scorpions, Parker James Harvest, Rick Wakeman. Uh, I've done quite a lot of... Um, Christian stuff uh, for um, thrash back, you know, thrash metal bands, uh, Detritus, um, Seventh Angel, Stairway, um, so forth. Can't remember them all. To be honest. <laughs> and so, you know, tell us about your early days. You know, what, what made you go for this style of art? Um, boredom, I think. I used to work in an advertising agency and um, uh, working on stuff like uh, co-op window bills and and. Uh, Pretty Polly stockings and Dunlop tires, you know, an immeasurably boring affair. And I, but I was getting paid properly, and I thought I must leave it because I'd start. I played in a band at that time, and I play. I was in Bristol, and I'd play in some place like Liverpool, for example, and come back late into Bristol and um, nod off at the drawing board in the day. And the boss didn't like that too much. Um, and so I thought, to be fair to them, and uh, in order to, um, you know, to, to, to sort of break out into something a bit more original, I thought, I'm going to leave this place, but I'm getting paid decently, so I need a sign. And then one day the boss came in carrying this box, and in it was a, this um, commode. And as was his custom, he'd come into the studio in the morning and he'd uh, look down the room to see who was idle, you know. And if you were asking about, then you got a job given you. And he said, Matthews, I've got just the job for you. I want you to do something with this commode. You know, I thought, shit, that is my sign. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's my sign. And I left and I, I, um, I was uh, uh, friendly with a bloke who played bass guitar in a band called East of Eden, local band, Terry Bray. And he used to get me these jobs for um, university gigs, you know, um, the sort of embryonic versions of, um, I suppose, uh, it's just post-psychedelia, but, you know, the, the, the sort of prog stuff that was coming along yeah. at that time. Um, you know, stuff like Thin Lizzy and, and well, not, th uh, not that they were prog, but, you know, a lot of those bands. Uh, we ran the Granary Club in Bristol between us. And um, we used to get my band used to get to play support to all these bands, but I also at the same time got a lot of um, inquiries about posters for, for gigs. Yeah. Um, and I thought, well, this is what I really should be doing. And my um, first album cover was a Thin Lizzy B called New Day. Um, and then it, we went on to do um, uh, jointly between uh, this. We, we had a partnership called Plastic Dog Graphics in Bristol. And we, we started doing stuff for Sonic Records in London and Transatlantic and um, MCA and um, well, it went on from there. Yeah. Really. That was how I got into it, first of all. It's my own personal music connections. Yeah. I went out uh, playing with bands. You know, I supported a lot of these uh, bands that um, went on to become quite well known. Well, you know, like rock music, especially in the 70s, is quite mythical, really. You know, does like the, the album titles inspire your work, or does your work inspire the artist's work, if you know what I mean? Uh, hand in hand? It, well, yes, I mean, it, it, it's, there's no golden rule. Sometimes a band would give me a, a, a demo tape, 
and, and say that we've had, you know, like Tigers of Pan Tang, uh, you know, they gave me their Spellbound, was it? Uh, uh, album. Nights album. Well, yeah. Spellbound, Spellbound was the first one, they gave yeah. me that, and they said, this is what we play, um, the next one's called Crazy Nights, yeah, give us an idea, yeah, yeah. and I gave them about four or five alternative, I, I, I sketch out ideas, um, to a standard where they can see what they're going to get, yeah. and they usually choose. Um, and I may sometimes I make the mistake of giving showing them something I don't like, and that's always the one they choose. Yeah. You know, it's a sort of law thing, which happened with Asia. Um, Aqua is like a, a whale-shaped um, uh, machine in space with uh, with dolphins flying. It's all very cosmic stuff, you know. Um, and I did a lot of um, sketches of other things that I felt did the job better. And they chose the, the bum version. Well, you, you know. know, you say about Tigers of Pain, Tank Crazy Nights, that's one of the very first albums I ever bought, actually. And to me, it's a, such a fantastic album cover. You know, so you've got the tiger climbing up the post office tower in London. Yeah. Against an orange backdrop, view Tiger Moth airplanes. It's a striking cover, it really is. Well, yeah, one of, one of the original pencil sketches uh, for that was something I'd regurgitated from years before. And it was like uh, Nelson's Column. With a with a big chameleon thing on the top, yeah. and it had its tongue was shooting out and and grabbing these like city gents off off these flying saucers. They were like, you know, Dan Dare at the Mekon. You know, they were sitting there with a boat of hats on, completely oblivious to the, to what is going on. You know, like they still are actually in their newspapers, reading the Times and flying around, and this thing zapping them with its tongue. And I thought that was a better one, but yeah. you know, they went for the post office. They weren't called the Chameleon of Pang Tang, though. Yeah. And I, you know, so about another band you've been heavily involved with, you've done quite a few of their album covers, is uh, Magnum. Magnum, yeah. That came about um, as a result of uh, reading a, one of the music press, I think it was NME or something like that. Um, and there was a, an article written by Tony Clark, and he's the bloke who uh, writes all their lyrics and writes, writes yeah. he is Magnum, really. Yeah. Um, and it sort of asked him about his worldview and why, what the lyrics were all about. You know, a lot of them was protests against war and you know, all the usual things that most sane yeah. people don't like. Um, I thought, I like this bloke's worldview. He sounds like a nice sort of, I could work with somebody like that. So I, I you know, this is the days of letter writing and phone calls and I got in touch, um, you know, found out where I could get hold of him. And um, as it happened, they were, like everybody else at the time, Michael Moorcock fans. Yeah. Uh, I sent them some of my Moorcock stuff and they said, yeah, Tony Clark had said, yeah, we, we'll, um, We'll, we'll, we'll go for this, and they were they were with I think Jet Records at the, so, at the time. time, yeah. Um, and uh, the first one was called. Um, hang on. But, but, but the first time you did with it was Chase the Dragon. Chase obviously. the Dragon. You yeah. know more about this than me. Chase, <laughs> Chase the Dragon, um, and that had. Um, uh, interestingly enough, was supposed to be a gatefold, and Chase the Dragon has got this this city in the desert. Yeah, and this uh, th there's another one that should accompany it called called um, what's that called Sanctuary. Sanctuary, yeah. yeah. Um, and this is influenced by the, the Clifton Suspension Bridge. Yeah. It's, it's like a you know for the sake of, of, of writing it down. This is this is like uh, the the, um, the bridge to a, a spiritual place where we all want to be, where yeah. everything is is you know where we all get free Lamborghinis and stuff. <laughs> um, and uh, it was meant that the front cover had this city in the desert, and then yeah. what had happened had been an enormous time lapse thing, an erosion, and it had blown all the desert and all the, that existing world away yeah. to come to this world where 
it was like a fallen world where where to get to the place of uh, uh, you know of peace you, you it was difficult you had to go yeah. along a, a narrow causeway across this chasm um, hence the, you know the Clifton suspension bridge where I used to walk my dog and I'm walking the dog one day and I look at the bridge and, and thinking you know it's a crossover thing you yeah. know Chipper was it, it happens in a lot of my work is a crossover bridge thing it's very prominent um, and this bridge was supposed to to make up the inside of a gatefold yeah. and get, uh, Jet Records being tight fisted decided yeah, no we're just single gonna, cover. and so they, they had Chase the Dragon and this got left over so I did a poster of it oh so you did it Gallery yeah and uh, <coughs> that was the only one that I've ever had full control over because Tony Clark in, on uh, the 11th hour the next one met me in a pub, you know, the typical beer mat and biro, yeah. and he said, uh, I want something like this. And, uh, you know, I've said this before, Tony can't draw when he's got a hole in his ass, <laughs> but... He's got the ideas. He's got the ideas, yeah. you know. And um, he's very good at articulating what he wants, yeah. um, down to quite fine detail. Um, and I just... But the only thing is, that, you know, a little cash register next to me, and he said, oh, I want a pair of slippers under the bed. Yeah. Right, that's another ten quid. But there's a limited budget. Yeah. There always is with this stuff. I say you've done quite a few of their albums. Yeah. Anyway, I say Chess Dragon, Eleven Hour, Mirror Dollar Compilation, yeah. uh, On a Story as Tell Us Night, which is like one of your famous pieces of work, really. That is probably the most well known. And I think with um, uh, with Magnum, uh, they've they've also bought uh, some second right stuff. So I think it was about twelve or more, probably more than yeah, twelve few, yeah. albums with my input on in some way or another, even a bit of lettering. Because like you are one of the most well known artists in the rock field, like you, Roger Dean. Derek Riggs does the Iron Maiden album covers. You know, you, you, you are up there. And there's so many albums you've done, like Nazareth, No Mean City album, which yeah. is a massive seller in the 70s. Yeah. And what, 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 what is the biggest selling album that your artist featured on? Uh, uh, no Mean City is actually very instantly recognisable. I don't, I don't know whether it's what, what other people think. I, I, I get more input. I've, over the years, I've had a lot of people um, use it on uh, uh, custom trucks and, uh, oh, yeah. and cars and bikes, in, particularly in America and the USA. Yeah. Um, so that is probably, visually speaking, the one that um, I'm remembered for. It also goes back a long time, you know. Mm. Um, but the Storytellers Night is probably, I'm best known for that. I don't know what the, the best-selling ones mean. I mean, um... What's it, what's it like, your favourite piece of work, personally? My favourite piece of work? And has it been used or not? <laughs> well, it, it changes, you know. Um, that one there, Heavy Metal Hero. And that was used in a Diamond Head compilation, I believe. That's, that's right. But if you've ever seen the, the original it's like a big train, yeah. Yeah. The original art is, uh, art is very big, you know, um, yeah. 30, uh, 30 by 40 inches. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of detail in it. And it, it was commissioned by Bob Moon over there, yeah. who um, has commissioned a lot of posters and stuff from me. Um, but I wanted this to be very accurate. A fa it's a fantasy piece. Yeah. It's obviously a fantasy train. It looks like, you know, menacing. It's menacing, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But my take, my um, understanding of good fantasy art is it has to be anchored down to reality. Yeah. Because if you get too abstract, then you lose people's attention. That's very true, actually, yeah. Very true. And so they think, well, that's a train. I know what a train's like, but what a size, yeah, yeah. you know. The size of it, yeah. Um, and so to make it more realistic and believable, 
um, I, I had a friend who used to, he was an engineer and he used to work in America on the rest restoration jobs on big American trains you know these things that pull coal up across the Rockies two big trains yeah. but a cow catcher um, and he gave me a lot of photographs and so everything on there you know even the, the burn marks on the side you yeah. know and the way the, the wheels the pistons work and everything um, that is all an actual train or derived from an it actual train it does take a lot of imagery in it could be a, like a, a ghost train or a prison train yeah. you know yeah. the, you know, the, it gives the mind baffling all, all day long yeah. fantastic piece of work it really I is. just add my style to it like yeah. you know the spikes and the flame and everything oh Rodney it's been fantastic talking to you I've talked to you all day and you're still working aren't you so I'm any still bands still out there still alive and working yeah, you're still yeah. alive yeah. And, um, check fact, Rodney out and um, well you can't get a better piece of artwork for an album cover so he's the man to see Rodney fantastic talking to you all the best thank you